0: Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Over the next hour, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Cynthia Hyatt, an internationally recognized therapist and life management expert in private practice with offices in Phoenix and Scottsdale. As a captivating communicator... Cynthia engages, energizes, and inspires her audiences to become all God created them to be. For more information on Cynthia's diverse background, log on to cynthiahyatt.com. That's C I N T H I A H I E T T.com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. Now, here's Cynthia.
1: Well, welcome to Conversations with Cynthia, and again, I say Happy New Year. So I'm excited about this year, 2017. It's going to be an amazing year, and I was just talking to my producer, Jeremy, before we started the show about how amazing it is that this year, we started the new year on Sunday in church. So if you were in church or not in church, but we started this year on the Lord's Day. And I, I think that can be something we can really take to heart, and we can say, you know, God, you are always doing new things, and we are we are really believing that God is going to be doing new things this year in our lives personally, corporately, in our country, in our world, in our family, in our friends, and so I think that we can really just get ourselves really situated, really seated in that idea that we started on the Lord's Day, and that's indicative of how, how our year is going to go. So I'm believing good things for this year, and I know God is always doing good things, no matter how difficult, whatever difficulties we may have in the year, He's always doing good things. And so we're going to start this year. I, I, you know, we, we talk a lot about resolutions, and I do think that resolutions are very helpful if we do them in the correct manner. So I want to talk more about affirmations Instead of resolutions, we're going to talk about affirmations, because affirmations is really about how you think, how you talk, every day, every moment of uh, throughout the year, and and when you really understand affirmations, you begin to understand the power that God has placed in the way that we think, and and that verse, that famous verse, for as a man thinketh within, so he is. So let's look at what affirmation is. Well, first, it's, it's either it's an action or it's a process of affirming something or being affirmed. It's also emotional support and encouragement. So I want you to think about the character of God, how affirming our God is. And, and repeatedly throughout the Bible, we see God affirming his, his, his creation, his people, his promises, and his truth. And so when you really think about the way God has created this entire design, it has everything to do with affirmation and affirming truth. So when we think about any type of affirmation, it has to be based in truth. If it's not based in truth, it's, it's just going to create a lot of disarray for us, and it's going to give us a lot of discouragement, and it's going to feel fake and false and as I go through this in this show, you'll begin to understand how your brain is hardwired and why an affirmation that is not based in truth will never work. So again, we have this Proverbs 23.7 that says, For as a man thinketh within, so he is. This is God within us. I want you to hear this statement. We create things with our thoughts, and we speak them into existence. So there's really no coincidence really important that you understand this. We think things, we create things with our thoughts. They start, they emanate from within us. And then we speak them into existence. It's really no coincidence how our life works out. And so now, obviously, this has to be based in truth or it doesn't, it has no merit whatsoever. So when God spoke the word into, world into existence, When he spoke the word, he says, Jesus is the word, and the word became flesh. So he had this thought. He created it in his mind, and he spoke it into existence. This is how powerful the way you think is. Now, we're not talking about magic. This is not magic. This is all about the hardwiring of God's design and how he created us. So I'm going to get a little technical with you, and if you've heard any of my shows before, you've heard me talk about uh, the book that says um, words can change your brain. And there's a second book that that this uh, neuroscientist did with a therapist called God Can Change Your Brain, How God Changes Your Brain. And so this idea comes from this book, Words Can Change Your Brain, and it indicates that the most current neuroscientific research reports by holding a positive and optimistic thought in your mind, you stimulate frontal lobe activity. Now, the prefrontal lobe, we've talked about this quite a bit in, on this show. This is where judgment occurs. This, this is the, the last part of the brain that comes online. This is the maturing process of the human brain. And the prefrontal lobe, the frontal lobe activity, does not actually come into its full Um, Existence and its full power until about the age of 21 to 23. So, after the age of 23, we have complete access to our prefrontal lobe, which is where we truly make judgments. It's where we really can make good decisions. And so, when we have positive and optimistic thoughts, we really stimulate frontal lobe activity. And this also includes these specific language centers that connect directly to the motor cortex. This is what is, moves you into action. So when we think these positive thoughts in the prefrontal lobe, we have specific language. We have words that we are thinking, and it connects directly to the motor cortex, which is, which is what moves us into action. So the research has shown that the longer you concentrate on positive words, the more you begin to affect other areas of your brain. This is how we make things happen without realizing it. This is why we think it's coincidence when we actually trace back and know we've been thinking on this for a long time. So when we think negative things, our brain learns to make it happen for us. So there's functions in what we call the parietal lobe, and that it, the parietal lobe starts to change. This changes your perception of yourself and the people you interact with. The more positively I think about my husband, the better I feel about him. It just The parietal lobe in my brain starts to function it, it, it is stimulated to function more, which directly affects my perception and then how I interact with people. So a positive view of yourself is going to bias you towards seeing good in others. Whereas a negative self-image will incline you to more suspicion and doubt. So over time, the structure of the thalamus, now this this is an important part of your brain, also changes in response to your conscious words and thoughts and feelings. And the thalamic changes affect the way we perceive reality. This is huge. So in this report, they give this example. And they say, if you repetitively focus on the word peace, and you say it aloud or silently, you begin to experience a sense of peacefulness in yourself and in others. See, the thalamus, it's like this walnut-shaped part in the very middle of your brain. It responds to this incoming message of peace, and it replays and relays the information to the rest of your brain. And pleasure chemicals like dopamine are released. So the reward system of your brain is stimulated. So, anxieties and doubts fade away, and your entire body relaxes. If you do these practices consistently over a period of time, your sense of compassion grows. So, in fact, some of the most recent studies show that this kind of exercise increases the thickness of your neocortex, shrinks the size of the amygdala. Now, this is really important. The neocortex is one of the, the, the things that really is about the higher-functioning person. The amygdala, we talk a lot about this when we talk about gender differences. The amygdala is the part of your brain that, that activates the fight, flight, or freeze system. So the more highly evolved a person is, the thicker the neocortex and the, the smaller the amygdala. Because the higher-functioning we are as a, as a culture, as a creature... We need the fight, flight, or freeze response less often. So one of the things I'm always teaching in in any of the seminars I give on gender differences is how often emotionally we trigger that amygdala in one another, and we get this fight, flight, or freeze response, which causes our perception to be that of danger from the other person. All of a sudden, just because my, my husband might have hurt my feelings, my brain perceives him as dangerous. Now, the more I practice positive thinking, and this has to be truth-based, this isn't just positive fluffy thoughts, the thicker my neurocortex gets, the more I manage hurt feelings, the smaller my amygdala gets, the less I trigger the fight, flight, or freeze response, which is all directly related to adrenaline. And we know the danger of the adrenaline response if we have it too often in our body. Adrenaline is very, very hard on our immune system. So through their brain scan research, it shows that concentrating and meditating on positive thoughts, feelings, and outcomes can be more powerful than any drug in the world, especially when it comes to changing old habits, behaviors, and beliefs. And so to the best of their knowledge, they say the entire process is driven by the language based processes of the brain. Now, isn't that just like God? He spoke the world into existence. He says His Son is the word in the flesh, His words in the flesh. So, by changing the way you use language, you change your consciousness. This, in turn, influences every thought, feeling, and behavior in your life. This is why today, When we are focusing on affirmations, what we are focusing on is the way you think and being diligent in having a tidy, a neat, a clean mind. Because what this does to this amazing mechanism, your brain, that amazing organ, changes the entire way that you experience yourself, how you experience others, and how you experience the world. It is directly related to your stress levels. It is directly related to influencing every thought, feeling, and behavior you have. So instead of trying to change a behavior, we're going to change the way you think so that you perceive yourself differently and perceive the world differently, which automatically causes you to want to behave differently. Again, for as a man thinketh within, so he is. So communication, this is unique to humans. It's not just the quality of speech, but it's the quantity. And we use thousands of facial expressions every day, body movements and words. And it combines endless combinations. So join me in the next segment. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. And we are going to talk about As a man thinketh within, so he is. Make sure you visit my website at CynthiaHyatt.com and follow me on Facebook Instagram, and Twitter. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and thank you so much for joining me. We are in the new year we are in, 2017, and I believe it is going to be a good one. So if you're just joining me, make sure that you visit the website at cynthiahyatt.com, that's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com. You can listen to this podcast in its entirety. It's one you certainly will not want to miss. This this is about how we think and those words that we use in our brain and what we focus on and how it changes our perception of ourselves, others, the world around us, and how that perception directly alters our feelings and eventually alters our behaviors. So it's very powerful. And I don't want you to miss out on on the first part of it, where we talked directly from the book, Words Can Change Your Brain, and gave a great explanation of how magnificent this organ, the brain, is that God created, and how similar our mind is to the mind of God. Now, obviously, we are not God, and we are not perfect. But our mind is built to function in the way that he also functions. So we are made in the image of God. One of the things that God always is talking to us about is the word of God, and that the word became flesh. This is Jesus, the word of God in a flesh body, walking itself out. His words walking himself out. It's phenomenal. I, it, it's mind-blowing to me. So we're, we're talking very specifically from this verse, for as a man thinketh within so he is. This is Proverbs 23, 7. So when we look at the fact that the, the brain is very driven by language, and it is about language, it's about the word choice, how we put those words together, and what those words mean, and the tone, the content, and the perception that it creates within us. So it's not just the quantity of speech, but it's the, it's the quality of it. We use tens of thousands of facial expressions, body movements, and words And we combine them in endless combinations that allow us to express different nuances, meaning and emotion. So even a simple alteration of the rate and rhythm of our speech can change the context of what we say and the way it will be processed by the listener's brain. And we know this by inflection. You know, we can say one statement, the dog is dead. The dog is dead. The dog is dead. It means so many different things, depending on what word we are influencing. So again, word and way. It's the words and the way that we say it. Because words can be incendiary. They can be inciting. They have many implications, much meaning. And they create context. can be insightful, helpful, and comforting, and informing. It can also be hurtful and destructive. So the way includes tone and rate and rhythm and volume, inflection and amount, our facial expression, our body language. So I'm going to tell you how important facial expression is. One of the ways that I help people change the way they feel internally is by simply changing their facial expression and their body language. What we see that happens every single time with humans is if they are willing to smile, they immediately get a a release of endorphins. So I'm not saying that you smile in an inappropriate time. But one of the things that helps in interpersonal relationships is if I am willing to smile. So if I'm friendly, even if I'm talking about difficult things, it softens things. And when I smile, it calms me down. And it causes me to have more positive feelings for the person I'm interacting with. So just as you're listening to my voice right now, I can say the same words in a different quote-unquote way, which directly affects your experience. Like I said earlier, I can say the sun is bright. This statement has no real verbal consequence. But what happens with the statement that has verbal consequence? For example, I need to talk to you. What if I say that is, I need to talk to you, or I need to talk to you. Or what if I say, I need to talk to you? You can feel the difference in that inflection. How about when I say, I love you? I love you. Or I love you. Or I love you. And so you can feel the difference. Well, when you say things in your mind, you feel the difference. When I say them out loud, others feel the difference, as well as myself. But we're talking today really about how you talk within yourself. So recognizing and experiencing how these statements affect me externally helps me to understand the power of my own inner speak and how I affect myself internally. So the first way to create a different internal environment has to do with how I talk to myself and the tone I use with myself. Are you sarcastic with yourself? Are you demeaning, demoralizing, condemning, hateful, frustrated, irritated, annoyed with yourself? How do you talk to yourself? See, we we, we spoke earlier in the the segment, in the first segment, about this idea of the thalamus. And in the center of our brain, there's this walnut-shaped structure. It's called the thalamus. And it relays sensory information about the outside world to other parts of the brain. It also relays inside information to all parts of my brain. So when we imagine something, this information is sent to the thalamus. The research suggests that the thalamus treats thoughts and fantasies in the same way it processes sounds, tastes, images, and touch. So it doesn't distinguish between the inner and outer realities. Thus, if you think you're safe, the rest of your brain assumes that you're safe. If you ruminate on imaginary fears or self-doubt, guilt or shame, your brain presumes that there may be a real threat in the outside world. So if your inside world is scary, you automatically perceive the outside world as scary. And this is what happens when we have people that aren't managing their internal world. They're running around anxiously outside trying to get people to calm them down. Well, You know and I know, this is a difficult world. So many times people aren't responding to us in the way that we need them to respond, which then increases the internal doubt. So our language-based thoughts shape our consciousness. And the consciousness shapes the reality we perceive. This is the verse, for as a man thinketh within, so he is. The Bible was telling us 2,000 years ago, the truth about the brain we now understand through neuroscience. So God is telling us this idea. As you think within, so you will be and so your reality will be. So choose your words wisely because they become as real as the ground on which you stand. I'm going to say that one more time. Choose your words wisely. Because they become as real as the ground on which you stand. So for as you think, so you will be. This is why God is so intent on having discipline in our mind. He understands the design. He knows how he made us. The same way as the designer of a Ferrari knows exactly how that machine operates. Anyone that works with big machinery, they know how that machinery operates so that they're not dangerous with it. Imagine if I were to get on a backhoe. That would be a really bad situation. I don't know how to work a backhoe, and that has so much power. I could destroy buildings with barely even doing anything. This is how powerful the words in your brain are. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. We are at the half hour. Join me in the next segment. Make sure you visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. Look at uh, Facebook. That's Cynthia Hyatt, Inc., I-N-C for Incorporated. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I love to communicate with you. So I look forward to talking to you in the next hour. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, so glad you joined me in this new year, and I'm excited about this new year. I believe it's going to be a good one. And I have a lot of authority to say that because God is telling us that for as a man thinketh within, so he is. And what that means is, I'm not I'm not predicting, I'm not an astrologist, thank goodness. I'm not any of those things. But what I do know, as we've talked in the first half hour of the show, is the way that I think directly affects how I perceive the world. That's where my hope lies, not in what is happening externally, but what I know God is doing internally and what God is doing for his world and my trust in God. And so when we truly take charge of our internal world and the way that we think We know this verse, Proverbs 23, 7, that says, For as a man thinketh within, so he is. Now, this does not mean I'm going to think happy thoughts about something negative. What this means is that, like God says, he causes all things to work together for good. He does not make a bad thing good. He causes a good thing to come from something bad. So when something tragic is happening in my life, I'm not going to say it's not tragic. That would be lying that would be crazy. What I'm going to say is, God, in the midst of my pain, I know you and you are going to do a good thing for me because you love me. And that is a truthful, very positive, very consoling affirmation. So we started out this hour talking about affirmations and what affirmations are. And affirmations are an action or a process of affirming something or being affirmed. So many, many, much a part of my job is affirming people. And we talked about that affirmation is also emotional support or encouragement. This is how affirming God is. God is an affirming God. All you have to do is read the Bible and see affirmation after affirmation after affirmation. Because he knows the way he designed us and he knows that affirmations help us. They calm our internal world. They cause us to have more resiliency to manage the difficulty of the external world. He wants us to have a healthy inner world, a safe inner world, a calm inner world, a peaceful inner world, so that everywhere we go, there we are. So if I have peace within me, everywhere I go, peace goes with me. If I have love within me, everywhere I go, love is with me. If I have forgiveness within me, everywhere I go, forgiveness goes with me. If I have strife with me, everywhere I go, strife goes. If I have anger with me, everywhere I go, anger goes. So it's imperative that you understand the power is really within. It's managing the universe of Cynthia is really the goal. I don't have to manage the external world. That's God's world. That's God's problem. My problem is not being a bigger problem to the problem of the world. That's where God wants me to focus is on me working on me, me managing me, me being an affirming person to me. So we turn down the negative thought. We change the inner dialogue. This is the year for change. This is the year for changing the inner world. This is the commitment we are going to make for this year, that this year Our world, our inner world, will be different. And as our inner world is different, our outer world will be affected. I want you to think about, remember what it was like to be a child. The most amazing thing about being a child was dreaming. And the hope and the excitement it gave us. God does not want us to stop dreaming. That's in the design of humans. That's part of being made in the image of God. It's the power of creative dreaming. So why did we walk away from this? Well, we grow up and we think we have to be realistic. And I'm all for being in reality. Absolute, that's my job. But I'm also about dreaming. And what dreaming does for our internal world. And so what you want to do is you want to let yourself be a little child. God says, come to him as children. Let yourself be a child with hopes and dreams. And come to God with your dreams. Let yourself enjoy the dreaming even if God does not bring every dream to fruition. There's something very powerful and very healing when we let ourselves dream and get excited about the world. So don't decide for God what should and should not come into existence. Just dream. Just enjoy dreaming it. It does wonders for your soul, for the health of your body. And then it causes you to be more open to hearing God's directives. And we know what positivity and hope does for health and subsequent resiliency of our minds and our bodies. We talked about that. So remember, the enemy wants to, to bring darkness into your soul so that you will become weary and well-doing and despondent and more susceptible to self-medicating behaviors, which always brings condemnation. So break the cycle, dream, hope, and trust your God to make the visions he has written into the fabric of his creation happen. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment, which will be our last one, as we talk about, for as a man thinketh within, so he is. This is Cynthia Hyatt. You are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. And I'm so glad that you joined me today. We are at 1360 KPXQ Faith Talk Radio, And we are talking today about, for as a man thinketh within, so he is, and the power of affirmations and what affirmations are. I really want you to be able to listen to this show in its entirety. So if you missed it, please go to my website at CynthiaHyatt.com. You can listen to the most current podcast. You can also find me on Stitcher. You can also go to the KPXQ uh, website as well, and they have all the podcasts um, that are available. You can listen to it on your computer. So thank you for joining me today. And we've been talking so much about the power of the mind and the way God has designed our mind and that science is now proving what God said thousands of years ago about, for as a man thinketh within, so he is. And the power of our thoughts and the effect it has on our entire body, our immune system, our resiliency. And the way we perceive others and the way we perceive our world. So let's talk really very, very concretely about affirmation. So what is a statement of affirmation? Well, it's something that is affirmed. It's a statement or proposition that is declared to be true. So like I said earlier in the show, we cannot make statements and affirmations that are not based in truth. That is just ridiculous. Our brain knows it. It kind of has a big disconnect it feels it. So I gave the example of when tragedy might strike my life, and I have had tragedies in my life before. And a positive affirmation that calms my brain down, that helps soothe my soul, that gives me resiliency and hope, is I say to God about the tragedy, how painful the tragedy is, and I know he is a good God, and he will bring something good to my life in spite of this tragedy. I know God will help me. I know God will heal me. And I know God is a good God. And that is a positive affirmation that brings peace to my soul in the midst of tragedy. So when we affirm something, we are making a statement of truth. So make it, when we make affirmations more powerful, when we create them, You need to focus on what you want, not on what you don't want. And I'm going to explain this because this is really a very powerful understanding. I want you to understand that your brain is very similar to the GPS in your car. And when you get in your car and you decide, you know, okay, here's the the address that we want to go to, you don't tell the GPS where not to go. So if I want to go to North Phoenix, I don't tell my GPS, don't go to Tempe. The GPS has no idea what to do with that. It's similar with your brain. If I tell it a negative, I hate that I'm fat. Stop being fat. You are an overeater. Stop overeating. You're a loser. Stop being a loser. My brain doesn't know what to do with that. And in fact, what occurs, and we talked in in the previous uh, segments about this, negative thoughts increase tension and stress, which lower endorphin response, which is the feel-good neurotransmitter. It increases adrenaline which makes me more tightly wired, which makes me more anxious, which makes me more easily upset and makes me more sensitive. It also triggers the amygdala, which is the fight, flight, or freeze system, which makes me on high alert and I have more suspicion and doubt of myself in the world around me. So I perceive things more negatively and then I feel more negatively about myself. So negativity never changes behavior. So it's imperative That when you are talking to yourself, you are speaking the truth and you are doing it in love with positive outcomes. So if you're struggling with a sin, struggling with a negative behavior, the assertion needs to be, I am made in God's image and God is actively changing me and I am participating God with you in changing me because I know you love me. So God, I give to you my sin, and I thank you for your forgiveness of my sin, and the fact that you've promised healing for me. I don't know when that will be. I trust you, God. I trust that you will heal me of this affliction. And if the affliction is overeating, drugs, alcohol, unforgiveness— Repetitive condemnation of yourself, of others, if it's suspicion, if it's of doubt, if it's uh, foul language, if it's cheating, lying, stealing, whatever, whatever that is, whatever that character issue is, you understand that you have a loving God that sees you through loving eyes and knows the trap you're in of a fallen body. And so you positively assert to God an I statement. I am beautifully and wonderfully made. And you are catching me up to that vision. And you are doing the good work that you began in me. So when I make a positive statement, and I know I can, I can think of, of a positive statement, and I can say, I am a good person. Well, that doesn't make any sense to my brain. So I can say something like, I will do good deeds today. I will do one good deed today. That makes it more concrete. That gives my, the GPS in my brain something to do. Our brains are hardwired to solve problems. So let's start with an I am statement, a statement of who you are. So I am statements are taking a personal positive inventory of your attributes. Strengths, talents, competencies. So it's one of the things that we tell ourselves the truth about ourselves. So if I'm an intelligent person, I say I'm an intelligent person. It's true. That doesn't mean I always do intelligent things. (laughs) I wish that were the case. But I know that I am an intelligent person. So I can say with confidence, I'm an intelligent person. I can also say with confidence that Jesus lives in me. Therefore, I have the mind of Christ. And so I can say I am statements. I am loved by God. I am loved by Jesus. I am wanted by God. Therefore, he wants me in this world. And I make truth-based statements. So if we go forward, what we see is that we also have what we call I can statements. These are statements of potential. So I may say something like, this is a positive expression of an ability to accomplish a goal. It doesn't mean the goal is made. It's a statement in my belief in, my, in the power for me to grow and to change and to help myself. So I can statements are designed with a goal in mind. So l- let's say you're having trouble uh, forgiving your partner for something or you're having trouble liking them or caring about them. So you make an I can statement that says, I can love my partner unconditionally. I can stop smoking. I can grow my business. I can be financially free. These are all true statements. They may not be happening today. But what this does is puts into your brain, into the GPS, this is the route. And the nice thing about our GPS, isn't it constantly rerouting us when we get off track? When we concentrate on I can statements and I am statements and we're going to look at the next one, the I will statements, it gives your brain a directive and unconsciously starts to move you in that direction if you are diligent in focusing on them because this isn't going to happen overnight. So an I will statement is a positive affirmation of what you want to happen. It's a success of prophecy. It's a, like a, a prophetic statement that you want to say. So I make statements that are developed after you set those priorities and those goals. And so the, many times the word will can be removed to bring the statement to present. So I can say, I will love and nurture myself better today. I will do that today. Maybe I only do it one time. Or I'll say, I will gain more confidence each and every day. I will do that. I will do visualizations every day. I will visualize myself reading my Bible. I will visualize myself praying with my friends. And it makes it that much better able to actually walk it out into your world. So when we, when we are effective in affirmations, what you want to do is you want to find a quiet place where you can be alone and focus on writing these statements that improve your self-worth, self-esteem. So keep this in mind. You choose one negative thought you have about yourself and write down the positive opposite that counteracts that belief. For example, I make so many mistakes. So in that case, I'm going to write an affirmation like, I am capable and experienced. I'm a capable person. What that does for your brain is it requires you to act as a capable person versus, oh my gosh, I make so many mistakes. I'm such an idiot. That directs my brain to walk that out. So your brain doesn't make these distinctions. Your brain is like a machine in many ways. Your soul uses your brain to walk this stuff out. So you make your affirmations short so they're easier to remember. And you start the affirmation with I or my because you're making a statement about yourself. It's most effective if you start with I instead of you. You never works. So I choose to be positive. I choose to love today. I choose to be kinder to myself. I choose to be more forgiving of myself. And you write your affirmations in the present tense. So I see my worth and value. I know this to be true because God tells me. And this way, as you do this, Instead of letting your mind be occupied with negativity. Because the truth is always the truth. So the truth is I am a sinner. What, what good does it do me to focus on it? It's, it's the truth. I know it. I know it to be so. Why do I need to keep thinking on it? Because as I think on things, I become, right? So if I continue to think of what a bad sinner I am, I become more of a bad sinner. So we don't begin affirmations with I want or I need. This puts you in a one-down position. This is not an empowering statement. And you make sure your affirmations are positive statements. So you don't include words like don't or want or can't or doesn't or I'm stopping this. And I want you to add emotion to the affirmations. For example, I'm excited about being able to express what I think. I'm excited for the day that I no longer smoke. I'm excited for the day. That I love freely. That's how we create affirmations at work. So remember, your mind works in a similar fashion to the GPS in your car. You don't tell the GPS where you don't want to go. You don't tell it a negative. I give it a command. I give it a pronouncement, and I turn that into a commitment. So, I'm a loving person. This is a pronouncement. And what my GPS does is see it as a commitment. So it keeps rerouting me when I get off track. So I pronounce that I'm a loving person and then I become that loving person. I commit to that. So it means as I travel through my life, I become more loving every day. I get closer to the pronouncement all the time. So I pray that this has been good for you and helpful for you. And I want to remind you how beautifully and wonderfully made you are, how loved you are, how wanted you are, how important you are. And the world is not able to tell us that very often or very frequently. Our world is fallen and it's filled with fallen people. That has nothing to do with the truth of how God feels about you and how happy he was that he created you and that he has a plan for you and a purpose for you. And he affirms it throughout his word page after page, word after word. You have Christ in you that continuously confirms your importance, your worth, and your value. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you for joining me. Join me next week as we talk about 40 verses that are affirmations out of the Bible. Make sure you visit my website at CynthiaHyde.com. If you want a keynote speaker for your event, please make sure you contact me through the website. I would love to tailor-make something specifically for your group. Have a great week. This is Cynthia Hyde on 1360 KPXQ we Faith Talk
0: Radio. hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you.